Welcome to the worst podcast ever, featuring nothing you need to live your life. No cash and prizes await you, just a few people who barely know what the hell they're talking about and can't help but ask themselves, why are we friends? All right. Welcome! Why are we friends? Episode five. Five? Five. Ooh, we've made it this far. Uh, today we have Oz with us. I'm D. That's some overrated. They can't see. Stack they can't see you point at me. It's for you to introduce yourself. But what would you know? JFK. Is that good? Yeah, that's fine. All right. I was told Scott Sullivan would be here. <laughs> nope, that's on some other day of this week. We brought Scott Osborne instead. Mm. Oh, I thought Scott Sullivan was going to be here. I was all excited. That's a good period. I'll check Facebook, see if he's around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome, Oz. To the hey, show. thanks. This is interesting. It's uh, I've never done a podcast before. Yeah, I'm excited to have you in. Well, we rarely get to do radio together. It seems like when we do, we get in trouble for some reason. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> There's usually a, a yelling that happens shortly after. I remember the one time we were able to do a morning show together, and it was... Uh, because I can't remember why the other two a-holes couldn't be there. But it ended up being me and you. And Randy goes, don't lose our fucking license, you assholes. <laughs> and that was it. And I was like, wow, if we would have had two or three shows to get used to the flow, we probably would have ended up losing the license. I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like you and I could, could do some damage. <laughs> uh I, I think we're on the same wavelength with a lot of things, but I think that we're we're different enough. From each other that we would complement those wavelengths. I agree. As in, like, uh, I don't, I'm not gay. Right. Yeah. You are. Super. So. Hella gay. In fact, I'm doing this podcast from a vagina right now. This is my point. <laughs> I'm not. So, see, we complement each right. other. Right. But we yet we both smell like vag. <laughs> one, because she's been in it. One, just because it's his natural scent. Your musk. One just is a giant pussy. <laughs> that would be me. Oh, I thought you. Were- I was gonna say. I'm just gonna. <laughs> oh no, I was. I was talking about myself. I was talking about myself. Uh, and how long have you been in radio for? I've been doing this for like 20 plus years now, okay. which is a long time. Um, Madison, the longest time you've ever been in one market. Oh God, yeah, Madison. I love Madison. Madison is when I got here. I I was here probably six months before I decided this is the place, man. I I don't want to leave again. I, I, whether even if I have to leave radio, I don't want to leave Madison. Yeah. yeah, I just I love the city. I love uh, the culture. There's always something to do. There's it's family friendly. It's by the lakes. You know, there's just so many positive things about Madison that when I got here, uh, I came here from Kentucky, which I shouldn't say sucked. It was a very similar city to Madison. Yeah, you Lexington. were in Louisville. No, it's in Lexington. Right? Oh, Lexington. Okay. Uh, very similar city to to Madison, but. I don't know. It doesn't have that Midwestern feel to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, for sure. Madison has just, a, it's a friendly place. Um, it feels very community oriented uh, where a lot of places just don't feel like that anymore. Yeah, I mean, sure. I've, I've lived all over the place and I'll tell you, <laughs> Madison's one of the places that is really community oriented um, where a lot of places aren't. So where did you start off at? Like where was your I first I started at game? 95 Triple X in <laughs> Burlington, Vermont. Okay. And you're from New York. I'm from upstate New York. Okay. Uh, Watertown, New York, Syracuse area. So you were pretty close to your, your fam still in that yeah, area? Yeah, yeah. I was only about six, seven hours away. Okay. Um, it's up in the up in the Adirondacks uh, mountains. Uh, but uh, WXXX FM, 
Uh, it's a top 40 station. Oh, you did top 40. Oh, it was very short-lived. What, what kind of music were they playing uh, but, at the like, time? I can, I can tell you right now, the first song I ever introduced, Ooh, okay. the very first song I ever introduced was uh, I Love You Always and Forever by, uh, oh, what the hell was her name? Donna something or other? I can't remember her Not, name. Uh, I love you always forever, ever, near and far. We'll, we'll stick together. together. Okay. It was the very first song I ever sang on the air. Oh, my. And it was, I, I remember sitting there and doing it and then just going, I hate this. Like, yeah. I hated it. Hated it. Because it was so formatted and so, like, you had to do this, you had to do this, you had to do this, you had to do this. And it was so specific. I just absolutely hated it. And I, I thought... This is not what I got into this to do, and this, if this is how this is, I don't want to do this. So, what shift were you on? I was I was just doing weekends at that point. Okay. And uh, I was I was filling in here and there, um, and then I got into a fight with the morning show. Oddly <laughs> <laughs> enough, got into a fight with the morning show, and I mm-hmm. said, you know what, fuck it, I'm done. And I went and I left a note for my boss, and I said, Ben, don't call me till after ten. But I fucking quit. I'm done. I'm not fucking coming back here. Uh, he called me like at 7.30. And I said, I'm sleeping. And I hung up the phone. I never talked to him for probably two years after that. Oh, my God. Every time I said, he's like, we finally calling me back. That's how he talked. Finally calling me back. I said, uh, like John Travolta. I was, really, was, was going to say John really, Travolta. <laughs> Sandy. But he's British. The weird part. Weird. What? His mom would call all the time. It's Benjamin. La. So it was British, but yeah, he, he, woohoo, woohoo, this is how we talk about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I finally called back after like two years, and I'd already, I'd already moved. I'd, I'd, I'd got another job, all that. You know, I'd, I think I'd moved to Memphis at that point. Okay. Uh, I was working at a, a station down there called MFS, uh, a rock station. Thank fucking God. Uh, but I called him. I don't remember why I called him. But I called him, and he's like, finally, you called me back. And I said, I've been really, really busy, so I apologize. He's like, two fucking years? He said, you called me back in like an hour. <laughs> right on. So how many stations have you worked at, oh, would you think, all together? And were all of them rock after that top 40? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the okay. first initial top 40, it was all rock. Um, I probably worked seven or eight places. Okay. Something like that. And Madison's Madison's was the last stop. I don't... Yeah. I just... I. Again, I love Madison. I mean, there are other parts of Wisconsin that I that I'd probably consider. To be yeah. honest with you, uh, but Wisconsin seems to be where it's at for me. I don't know why. Yeah, uh, I'm in the same. I, boat. I don't understand it, but it just when I got here, I just you know because I, I was in Milwaukee for a long time. I was in Milwaukee for probably five or six years. Uh, I liked it in Milwaukee, but it didn't have the community that Madison has. Yeah. Uh, or that Wausau has, or mm-hmm. that Green Bay has. You know, all those places have community uh, uh, around them, and still a feeling of neighbors. You know yeah. what I mean? Like here, I have a neighbor. My neighbor Jim is awesome. I absolutely love my neighbor. Uh, when I lived in Milwaukee, I lived in an apartment building. I didn't know who the fuck lived across the street, the the, the hallway from me, right? Let alone who lived across the street or down the block or whatever. For sure, uh, there's like this anonymity that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but I, I just I, I like Wisconsin in general. It's just I, I feel like I got here and I felt like this is home. Yeah. For I don't know why though, because I'm really not that outdoorsy of a guy either. Yeah. But I just like Wisconsin. They're You're so becoming cool. more outdoorsy though. I am. I am for sure. I, I absolutely. Yeah. I, I do more camping now. I do. I do kayaking now. You know, the wife's trying to get me to go, fucking bike riding. Uh, well, that's definitely Madison then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, she's <laughs> oh, she's Madison to the core. Oh yeah, she and she showed up at this. I was doing a remote at a, a bike, big bike sale thing. And you know, and here's me, whatever. I'm used to my $25 Craigslist fucking bike I got. You <laughs> yeah, know? Oh, yeah. And so I was browsing around. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's That's what some I have. good deals on the bikes here. No, they're like bottom and there is $500. Yeah. And walks your wife. She's like, I know where I'm going. And she has this section. I'm like, danger. Those are like the $1,200 bike sections right there. Listen, my wife has, <laughs> I think we ended up spending like 2800 bucks on her bike. Okay? Yeah. But I mean, she she gets the use out of it. She rides it every every single day, back and forth to work. But for the price of the bike, I would expect it to be out of the shop a lot more than it is. <laughs> it seems like there's something wrong with that bike constantly. So then she has to take it to a special place to get it fixed. Yeah. Well, I'm not touching it. I don't know what the fuck I'm right. doing. I'll and that's just, a twenty. I'll just screw it up even more. Yeah. And then you know that's twenty eight hundred bucks. That's a big and, fuck and, up. Yeah. So. Uh, she has to take it in constantly, so I just and she gets really mad. She stopped telling me now because every time she takes it in, I'm like, you know, I've I have a bike that I got for free from Blake Patton from his garage. <laughs> Hasn't been to the shop fucking once, right? not once, <laughs> not uh-huh. once. Yep. Now, do you have to pay for the maintenance, or was that a like no, a warranty? No, no, you have to pay for it every time. Oh, really? Every time, uh, twenty hundred bucks. The first year it comes yeah. with like free, like we'll oil your chain. Oh, well, yeah. thanks. Wow. Right. <laughs> That uh, WD forty really and, set and in I'm the not gonna say I'm not gonna say where we bought it, but let me just say I thought we were buying it from like a local shop. I thought it was a locally owned thing, and then I got onto the website to take a look at. Uh, I forget what it was. I was looking something up for, her, and I saw that they had like 48 locations in like 17 states. You're like, and I'm like, son of a bitch. Well, this is a conglomerate. No, mm-hmm. I thought I was paying higher prices because I was helping a local. You're business. buying local, yeah. No, no, I'm oh helping some gosh. dick. Yep. So I, I don't go there anymore. Uh, all right. So the, uh, it's been crazy around here lately in the building because uh, the 20 year celebration of the station that we both work for. And uh, w- with that comes a shit ton of reminiscing. Oh, yeah. And I know since you've been in the business for so long and you've been everywhere and whatever else, you've got some pretty awesome, crazy yeah, radio I thought, stories. I, I, when you first asked me, I was like, man, I don't know what. Because there's so many stories I remember bits and pieces of. I don't remember the the whole the whole story, but uh, one one comes to mind that I, I is probably one of my best stories uh, ever, and that was uh, I was at Summerfest. I was broadcasting at Summerfest, and where we were situated situated at Summerfest, we were down by the uh, Marcus Amphitheater. Um, right by that gate. So we were real close to the comedy tent stage. Were you in the big boom box? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we had a big boom box at All the time. Right. I hated a lot of good stories of that one too, I know. I hated that fucking thing. Anyway, uh, we were always close to the comedy tent. So every year, I'd walk down to the comedy tent, check out a couple comics, and uh, grab them and bring them back and put them on the air. Well, one year I walked down there, and it's Tracy Morgan. And I'm like, well, that'd be cool to grab Tracy Morgan from Saturday Night Live and bring Fuck him yeah. up and get him on the air. I did it one other year with Jim Brewer. Well, Jim came in and he was cool, you know. And he's such an easy interview too. Yeah, and he did his little gold bully thing, and uh, he came in, did that, and you know, left, and that was that. Well, I asked Tracy Morgan. He said, "Well, yeah, I'll come down there and do that." So he comes down. <laughs> he goes on the air with me, and then he just won't leave. Oh no! Like he just stays and stays and stays. <laughs> <laughs> well, then over on. I think the, the at the back the big backyard, Briggs and Stratton. Briggs and Stratton, yeah, the big backyard. I'm pretty sure that's where it was. I think it was Little Richard was playing. No, not Little Richard. Uh, 
Godfather of Soul. James Brown. James Brown. James Brown. Yeah. James Brown was playing. And he's like, I want to go watch James Brown. So we go over, and his guys go up and secure like the top deck of the Miller Lite area and kick everybody out. No. Like they get everybody out of there, and it's just me, Tracy Morgan, Rex, and his two guys up there watching, watching James Brown. Watching James Brown. So we get done with this, and he's like, What do you guys want to do? And we're like, Well, let's go to the strip club. So we take him to the strip club. And uh, that was a lot of fun. We got him uh, up on stage, got him naked. <laughs> uh, the girls were beating him with belts. Oh my God. Um, then it got interesting. That's when things started to get interesting because <laughs> he started to get a little tanked at this point. Okay. Um, and then it was, let's take this potty back to my hotel room. So we go back to his hotel room where it just turned into a shit show. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I wish Rex Charger were here because he were he was with us and he he has a, a memory like a steel trap. Uh, but I remember we get up to this hotel room and we had a case of beer with us. That I think we got from the strip club. I don't remember. I'm sure it was an illegal oh my after hours sale. Like a hundred and twenty dollar yeah, case. Four hundred dollar case of beer. <laughs> no, no, no. Because I, I knew the owner, so I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was a, a, a fairly good deal. But I remember we took a case of beer back to the hotel room, and I probably had a bottle of vodka or something with me. Goldschlager, I'm gonna guess. Goldschlager. Uh, no, back then it might it might have been Southern Comfort, to be honest with you. Oh, uh, brutal. But I remember being back in this room, and we were just sitting around drinking and talking, and at some point. Things got real fucking serious. Oh, no. <laughs> and Tracy Morgan got real serious and started talking about how much money they paid him and how he was so lucky. And then he starts crying. Uh, oh, no. And then he starts telling us about how he, when he was younger, found pictures of his mom blowing some dude. <laughs> this is this is the weirdest episode of 30 Rock I've ever heard. <laughs> dude. That, oh now, now to explain to people, I want to I explain to you. Because I, me and him became friends after that. We we stayed in touch for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Tracy Morgan on Thirty Rock, or, or Tracy Jordan on Thirty Rock. That is Tracy Morgan. Right. There is no difference. I know that it seems like just an insane uh, caricature of a person. That is him. I mean, it, yes, it's played up a little bit, but that's him, man. I mean, there's no way around it. That is Tracy Morgan. I mean, wow. that guy is. He's, I love him to death. He's a super sweet, super nice guy, but he's a little off his rocker. Was there a moment when all this is happening and you're like, holy shit, I'm in Tracy Morgan's hotel well, you know, room and not he's crying really, now? Not really at that point because he wasn't like a huge star yet. Okay. Um, he was on his way up. Like That was his thing. He's like, can you believe they paid Tracy Morgan? They paid me a million dollars a year. Tracy, I know that's a terrible impression. but <laughs> No, no, it's good. Keep going. Keep going. They, pay, they pay me a million dollars a year. Can you believe that? They pay me a million dollars. And I'm like, well, that's awesome, you know. Uh, but he was just on his way up. He was just starting to, I don't yeah. even think he'd done his first movie yet. Oh, wow. Uh, but right after that, he really started taking off, like, big time. And he would call my house Sunday mornings after they were done with <laughs> Saturday Night Live. The rap party? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They get done with the rap party. And he'd call my house at, like, 5 in the morning. Oh, my God. And wake me up. So, uh, and that went on for a long time. But, uh. And he just stopped calling. And that was that. Yeah. <laughs> we wow. sort of stopped being friends, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I suppose, though, you lose track of people. And right. Well, you got else. to be a big shot radio guy, and Tracy Morgan decided. Well, right. he, he he wanted to stay doing SNL, and I decided I was going to become a big right. time radio <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, you guys, you guys parted we, ways. Yeah, at that we went point. on our separate, separate right. ways, and uh, I think he's 
You don't regretting that now. Yeah. But, Probably. Uh, but uh, he, well, he's got all that Walmart money now, though. That's uh, true. Which I, I when I, when that happened, I tried to reach out to him. I, I, yeah, you were pretty upset when that happened. I, I, I didn't. I didn't have. I didn't have any way to get a hold of him. But uh, you know. I, I felt terrible for him and his family. I mean, that's a rough thing. I've been, I've been in that same exact boat. You know, not Walmart didn't hit me. How so? Right. I've been I've been in horrible car accidents and okay. terrible, terrible shit. And uh, so it's it's rough. But this story took a terrible turn. Yeah. It didn't. It was funny for a minute, and now it's sad. <laughs> it's all right. No, <laughs> it's totally fine. Uh, so. You are in love with the band Kiss. You have been ever since I've oh, known yeah. anything about you. When did that start? Uh, probably when I was about six years old. Uh, I, rem- I remember specifically being in, uh, I remember being in my bedroom and uh, my, mom's, my mom's friend had given me the Gene Simmons solo record because it had uh, What a Wonderful World, I think it is on it. Okay. Or not one of sorry. Uh, it's a small world, sorry. Um, so he gave that to me because he thought, you know, that's a child song. So, you know, whatever. Well, then I had this Gene Simmons solo record as like a six-year-old and it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and I'd have it on my dresser and at night I'd have to get out of bed and run over and flip it down because his face would scare the crap out of me. So that's where my fascination began. Okay. Uh, and as I got older, you know, it, it was just a familiar thing that I'd seen and whatever. And I'd listen to that record over and over and over and over and over because it was one of the only records that I actually own. Okay. I had one of those little red uh, turntables with the handle on it. Okay. That you could take with you everywhere. And uh, so I, I, I listened to that over and over and over. Um, and then uh, I think my buddy Sebi was also into Kiss. And I think that's what really pushed me. Even further was I, I had this record. I knew a little bit about it. I knew, you know, I was interested in it more probably because I was scared of it than anything. Uh, but then my other buddy was like, oh, no, this is this. And here's the rest of the band and da, 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 and kind of introduced me to the whole thing. And it was just a love affair since then. When was the first time you saw them live? I saw them live on the Hot in the Shade tour was my first time, and I believe that was 1991. I saw them in Toronto, Canada okay. at uh, the Maple Leaf Center. Oh, that's cool. I used to, Well, I used to have to go to concerts up in Canada all the time. Yeah, because you lived in New York. Because and... I lived in New York, and, it, it, and it, was, it was closer for me to go to Canada to see shows than it was to go down and see mm-hmm. shows. So it was only a three-hour drive to Toronto, but it was a six-hour drive to New York. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's lots of shows in between, but... It was easier, and I love Toronto, so it was easier for me to just go up to Toronto. Plus, the drinking age was 18. Oh, that's right. So we'd go over the border every weekend. Oh, hell yeah. And then aren't there, like, crazy, wicked good fucking strip clubs up in... Oh, downtown in Montreal, if you ever... I don't even know if it's still open. But if it is, and if you're ever in Montreal, go. <laughs> okay. They, I, I saw a chick get fucked with a stool. No. An actual stool. Why not four chicks? No, just one. Oh, just, all right. They just <laughs> held the stool and... Oh my! Wow! I did it. Wait, how did this? Yeah, yeah, we got to get into this. This doesn't just happen. There's like a build up to her getting fucked. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be uh, 100 percent honest with you. You were holding the stool. No, no, no. (laughs) I was there with my roommate's girlfriend at the time, and I was a little involved in some other stuff. And I just remember looking back up and going, "Oh wow, that girl's getting banged with a stool." So I don't, I don't know exactly how it got there. (laughs) Okay. So like, you didn't hear the negotiation up until it was one girl. Jamming the stool into the other girl. 
Gotcha. Oh my god. And money was flying. I know that because I remember that's what caught my attention was just money was going up there like mad. And I remember just looking Canadian over Canadian money. Yeah. Yeah. What's with all these? These comic strips are flying past my head. So I saw the money, and that's what I think caught my attention. And I looked over. I'm like, well, that's weird. That's a that stool. Girls getting banged with that's a stool. not very sanitary. Yeah. First thing seems... I thought of. First thing I thought of was. That stool's been on the floor. That stool has touched the floor, yeah. Get a UTI for (laughs) sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, back to Kiss. So then you've met Kiss before. I've met, yeah, oh yeah. Okay, so when was the first time you met him, and when was the best time you met him? Oh, gosh. Uh, First time I ever met him uh, was at Kiss Alive 3 uh, record release party at the Roxy in New York City. Yeah. Uh, A friend of mine who worked in radio at the time, called me up and said, hey, what are you doing on this date? And I said, uh, nothing. She said, can you go down to New York? I said, sure. For what? She said, uh, well, I got you tickets for the uh, the record release party for Kiss Alive 3, and I about shit my pants. So I was like, oh, that's so amazing. That's awesome. Blah, 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 blah. So I get these tickets, uh, you know, passes. Uh, I'm the first person there. <laughs> Sounds like my Seven Dust story, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Except for yours, it probably ended a little better. Uh it didn't. All right, let's get let's continue. It's my, I promise mine it ended worse. All right, we're about to come oh, back yeah, around. Yeah. We're going to connect the two. Yep, okay. I do. Uh, so um, I go to this party, uh, and it's basically Kiss paid to rent out this place. They're playing the new record. Um, the band's going to come in. They're going to do a, a meet and greet, basically, um, and it's free drinks and some you know like finger foods. Well, we, we're waiting for the band, and uh, the band finally gets there. I get, you know, I'm in line. I get up to the band. Uh, I can't speak at this point. I'm crying like a child. Oh, my God. Uh, I literally, literally cannot talk. Uh, Gene Simmons had to ask me if I wanted to take a picture with him. And I said, oh, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so I have this amazing picture of Gene Simmons holding my chin because I'm <laughs> just a fucking mess. <laughs> like a make-a-wish kid. <laughs> Exactly. So then uh, I get Only done with hairier. Yeah. So then I get done with this party um, and uh, leave. Uh, my buddy falls asleep behind the wheel. We hit a, a semi. Uh, so that's when I got into that accident. Oh my god. Well, long story short, I, I, there's so many details in here that I'm gonna leave out. But long story short, uh, I got a phone number uh, from. Uh, Gene Simmons, and he said, listen, anytime you need anything, you can call this number. Just call this number. Well, I never called the number. I, 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 what do I need? You know, whatever. Until the reunion shows. And then I'm like, pretty much every show is sold out. I've got to gotta try something. I'm going to call this number. So I call this number, and it's this British dude. He gets on the phone, and his name's Angus. And uh, I said, hey, I was given this number by Gene Simmons. Uh, he said, yes! I'm like, uh. Well, I was wondering if I could get tickets to... Uh, What's your name? Uh, I give him my name. He's like, I'll call you back. What's your number? Takes my number. Hangs up the phone. I'm like, well, that was That weird. was fucking weird, yeah. yeah. it was just strange. So then, like, the next day, some girl calls me back and says, Hey, uh, what shows did you want to go to? Or what show do you want to go to? And I said, uh, well, I was hoping to go to a Madison Square Garden show. And she said, uh, okay, um, what what day? And I said... At whatever day's best. I mean, you know, what what day's good for you guys? <laughs> right. And then this Angus guy gets back on the phone and he's like, "You can go to any show you want." 
It doesn't matter. You can go to one. You can go to all of them. I don't care. You just got to tell me what ones. Right. I'm at a loss because, like, I'm not used to this. Obviously, this is this guy's job. Right. <laughs> He's used to doing this every day. I'm just some kid on the phone. So he, I'm, I'm nervous as hell. I'm like, well, could I go to all of them? He's like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so so he I finally, sounds like the perfect man for the job. So I finally, I finally get it worked out where uh, I'm going to go to all these shows. Uh, so I go down to Madison Square Garden. I go to all four sold out reunion shows. And it was just amazing. My seats were with Gene Simmons family and uh, Sebastian Bach. Oh we my God. Sat, to, sat next to each other every single night. Uh, I was backstage every show. I sat in the dressing room and watched Gene put on his makeup. It was pretty, it was pretty cool. I don't think we were supposed to be in the dressing room because it was only the two kids, Shannon, her sister, and his mom. And then me and Sebby. <laughs> it was really uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. And then the next night, they wouldn't let us go down that hallway anymore. So. Okay. So, and then did you have interaction with him, like, during the... Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing in my dressing room? <laughs> no, no, no. He didn't ever say that. He never even really acknowledged uh, too much that we were there other than just, how are you? And that was pretty much it, you know. Uh, yeah. And then I sat there. You again. Yeah, he does do that. He does do that to me. Because I remember uh, we were at the hotel because we were staying at the same hotel. And uh, there's a bunch of people out front. Bunch of people out front. And uh, they're all begging him to sign stuff. And he's walking in with two different chicks. You know, His wife was at the show, but he's going to walk into the hotel with two different chicks. Yeah. Uh, and uh, people are yelling, hey, Gene, sign this. Gene, sign this. And he turns around. And he's always very good with with fans and he turns around and he said guys listen I'm really tired I'm sorry uh, I'm gonna have to do this uh, tomorrow you know can you come back in the morning I promise I'll sign stuff in the morning and I and I yelled up I'm not gonna be here in the morning and he turned around and he looked at me and went oh you <laughs> <laughs> he comes down and he signs my stuff and stays there for like another hour signing everybody's stuff but uh, he really didn't want to <laughs> but he's always been a great guy to me yeah. I, I I love him. And then so like how many times total would you say that you've... Mm. I have no idea. I couldn't even tell you. Over 20? Oh, God, yeah. Wow. Easily. Easily. That's crazy. I've probably seen him, I don't know, probably upwards of 60, 70, 80 times, somewhere in there. I feel like Kiss is one of those only bands that's like that. I can't imagine me... Paying money to see, or not even paying money. I was gonna say I don't know. I can't imagine. <laughs> right. I was gonna say I'm me just going money. to see a band sixty or seventy times because nine times out of ten I'll be like, well, fuck it. I've already seen them. The tickets are free. Right. Right. I'll just not go. Whatever. Uh, I, I, and I said that this year, uh, this past year, I was at the, a show in Milwaukee, and I'm like, you know, I don't know if this is their farewell tour, but I think it might be mine. Because yeah. I've seen them so many times. Well, now they're going to be open air Chicago, so I'm probably going to go to that. Right. <laughs> I was going to say you're saying that, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's rough. You have to see them when you can. There's I, just certain bands that you have to go to. Yeah, but dude, I've seen I've literally seen this show so many times. Mm -hmm. That's true. They don't change it up very often. They did. They do here and there, but it's it's all the, it's a same basic show. Yeah. you know they do. Do you up. listen to Kiss? In your free time at all, or is it not near as much as I used to? I yeah. used to love to sit down and just put on an old record and listen to yeah. it. But now it's you know work, and I'm I'm listening to bands and, mm -hmm. and uh, you know new releases. And I like I had to sit down and listen to the new Bush the other day to talk to Gavin Rosdale and yeah, name drop. Is he ouchy? Does his heart hurt? 
I didn't. Here's here's another thing with fucking Gavin Rosdale. I went out of my way to avoid discussing his personal life. And like, he brought it out up. Of my, and then at the very end, he brings it up. And it's like, dude, I, <laughs> I was trying to be nice. Like, I don't want, I know that you just lost one of the hottest pieces of ass in the world yeah. ever. I don't want to rub that in your face. Then you bring it up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It killed me at the very end. So back to Kiss. Top five Kiss songs. Oh, God. Uh, geez. Number one for me would probably be, oh God, that one's tough. I bring all God the, t- I bring the, t- God of Thunder questions. probably be number one for me. Uh, that or, or going blind. I love that tune. Uh, <coughs> so probably number two would be going blind. Uh, number three, uh, I love King of the Nighttime World. I've heard of one of these so far. Okay. Uh, Not that it matters. It's good. See, I can like dreams is another one I, I absolutely love. A lot of people would never say that song, but I absolutely love that song. Uh, and then unholy is a good representation of uh, the revenge years. I love that song. Carnival of Souls is another record that is an amazing record that didn't get any. Do you find Kiss fans to be kind of Annoying? assholes? Annoying. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say yes. I, yes. Here's listen. I am a giant Kiss fan, a giant Kiss fan, but I am not one of these uh, number, date, sales, figure, this happened, this date in history guys. I just, I'm not good at that. Right. I've never been good at that. I'm not going to sit down and study that. With Kiss fans, it seems like I know, I remember more about the band than you, therefore I'm a bigger fan than you, and you're a loser. Right. I just... I hate that about fans. I yeah. hate that. It's like, why? It's like Star Wars fans. I mean, it's it's a lot like that. Like, right. I am a casual, and I do mean casual Star Wars fan. And it's almost like Star Wars fans are like, if you're a casual Star Wars fan, fuck you. We don't want you. Sure. And it's just like, why can't I be a casual fan? Right. Right. It is. Yeah. Crazy. Why can't I just appreciate the movies? Like, I like the is, movies. Right. I love the movies. I just don't get into it the way other people do. I wish I could. Because right. I think that I th- I think it's a really neat lifestyle. I think it's a cool uh, hobby to have. I just don't have that fucking attention span. And again, it's like for Star Wars to me, it's like a an attention to detail thing. Mm-hmm. You have to know about Ewoks, and you have to know about yeah the origination of this right, and you have to know that they spoke this language. And Chewbacca had a fucking son named but you Lefty. Ju- and like, it's funny you say you need to know. But like to enjoy the movies, you don't, you don't need to right. know any of that fucking shit. Correct, with but the pressure is, of the fans sure. to do that. But like, so those they put out those Star Wars encyclopedias, which are fucking awesome because they literally have every animal, every communication device, See, every planet. Every, I'm not sitting down and like, to no. study anything. Yeah. No, and like to think that well, it's just insane. There's to me. space People, juggalos, space juggalos. Sure, That's yes they, they are. are. Yep. But then there's the, like I'll also say like the punk rock fans are that way, but it's not necessarily for one band. It's the I'm punker than you are. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, I'm more real than you. I didn't right. Last month, right? It's like what? what are you like, talking this about? isn't right. And then the other people are like the black metal, death metal people. Yep. Where it's just like, oh, I'm oh more, that's not I'm hardcore enough. That's not heavy enough. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it, it's it, like it, we're all here to fucking enjoy music. Shut up. Right. Quit being a dick to each other. But like my buddy goes on the, uh, he's been on every single Kiss cruise. Oh my god. And he's always trying to get me to go on. I'm like, I, there's no way that I'm going to be locked on a fucking cruise ship. For days at a time. Does that make you nervous being in open water? No, it makes me nervous being around that many Kiss fans. Oh, 
Well, I'd like to consider myself a Kiss fan. I, I did have Kiss makeup on for one show. Yeah, we took with, we took JFK to a show once. We took before we took him. We said, "Hey, listen, we got a limo coming. Uh, it's going to drive us down the show. But anybody that gets in the limo, we all have to dress up because we're gonna." Well, we're doing a contest to get me backstage. Right, because Oz is such a big fan. So this is one of my early radio memories, mind you. So he gets yeah. all dressed up, and we're like, oh, we're going to do our makeup in the car. Yeah, so I'm going to help you with yours. Of course. I'm going to help you with yours, and I'm then we're going to do ours in the car. I'm completely fucking skeptical, but at the same point, I'm like, a limo to Chicago. Yeah. Or, no, Milwaukee. I'm sorry. Milwaukee, yeah. Yeah, limo to Milwaukee. Get to hang out. We're going to go to a Kiss show. It was Kiss and Poison, I believe. I hadn't seen either one of these bands at the time. I was all excited. I'm like, fine, fuck it. Him and the other guy thought they were pulling one over. It was me and uh, one other. It was, yeah, good old JK. Uh, But uh, Switch. Yeah. Right, Troy? Yeah. Yep. So... He came, he showed up, I think, with his fucking makeup on. He was, he didn't give a shit. He showed up, and I'm sitting there letting them paint Peter Chris, the cat, on my face. Because nobody wants to be Peter Chris. Nobody <laughs> wants to be Peter <laughs> Chris. Not even Peter Chris. Right. So, yeah, that was fun. And then we ran into a couple other workers, co workers. Needless to say, there. we put on no makeup. Yeah, yeah they had no say, makeup. Like, I, let me yeah. guess. Yeah. No, no so I'm running around a kiss show with makeup on, but I wasn't alone once I got to the yeah. Marcus Amphitheater. There was a lot of assholes with makeup on, so I was good to go. But then they want to talk to you about the history of the band. Right, yeah. They, yeah, they're asking me questions. Like, Casual fan. That's like when I wore I, that. You, I'm not joking. If you get a chance to go to a Kiss show, just go and listen to the conversations around you. Mind-boggling amazing. Well, uh, I know Gene's real name. Oh, really? You know his real name? What is it then? Well, I'm not talking about Gene Klein. I'm talking about his given Jewish name. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes, it's Chaim Witz. No, it is not. It is Chaim Witz. <laughs> it is brutal. It is fucking brutal. So I love I, the I band. Go just for I that love reason. the band, and I and I love the fans to a certain degree. I do because I I, I find a, a certain envy in that obsessive studying that they do. Sure. Yeah, they're fanatics, right? I mean, I, 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 I and I'm a fanatic to a degree. But again, I just can't do that. The dates and the and the and right. the this day in history, I just can't. I can't keep it straight in my well, mind. Well, and you're not a virgin. Yeah, there, there's that too. <laughs> yeah. There's that too. Plus, I I I have so much shit that runs through my head that I lose a lot of stuff a lot of the time. I'm not kidding, man. So many memories go out of my mind. It's not even funny. Because oh, for sure. There, there's so much stuff that goes on that once it's over, I put it out of my mind because I've got to focus on the next thing. Well, that's kind of been the craziest thing about this, the 20 year review that we've been doing at the station is seeing or hearing rather everybody's different memories of yeah. the same events that happened. I was just going to say from different perspectives yeah. of but what it, everybody saw. I mean, me just starting out or, you know, with you and working with you a long time. And then and like then, some people during certain events knew key information that other people didn't yeah, oh, know. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. But it's like it's like you and I at, at Sonic Boom. If you we, we do marathon interviews all day long, like literally, it, it, the way that it works for me and D at Sonic Boom is we sit in a in a tent backstage, and they funnel people to us all. We're like tethered day. to that table. Like we get literally, minutes. Literally, it's I have to go to the bathroom. Hurry up because <laughs> right, you know, uh, ghosts will be here in two minutes. Yeah. Right. Uh, but once we're done with those interviews, once they're over, like the second those people walk away from that table, I couldn't tell you a word they said. And right. it's not that I'm not interested in what they're saying, because I am. I'm, I'm greatly interested in what they're saying. It's just that 
I have to focus on the next one now yep. because I don't have time to to reflect on what I just did. Right. So it's that it's that kind of thing. The only time we have time to reflect is when the artists go and complain you were a program director yes. about interviews. When David Draymond goes and bitches. <laughs> All right, so you were saying that you have a seven-death story that's similar yeah, to his Yeah, death. I actually okay. like this story. This is a really good story. Okay, so. <laughs> it's uh, similar. It didn't end in the, the same tragedy. Right. But I was living in Monaco at the time. and uh, Which is a long way away from here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, four hours or three and a half, whatever. And um, they were doing a contest, Seven Dust. Uh, they were at the rave. And they were doing a roadie for a day. So uh, a guy that worked here had told Oz about it. And Oz is like, hey, JFK lives up here. He's a huge Seven Dust fan. You know, I'll call him. So he calls me. He says, come on down. Uh, you know, drive down. So I drove down the morning of the show. Yeah. Didn't even stop here. Went right to the rave. They said, ask for this person, the tour manager of Seven Dust, whatever. So I... Uh, ask for Yoshi. Yeah, it wasn't Yoshi, though. It was their... Uh, I forget which, uh, Jen or somebody, Yoshi. I don't know. Um, I love Yoshi. So I got there, checked in there. They didn't know I was coming. They let me in the rave. So I get there, and they're like, well, we don't know what we're going to have you do. Uh, um, and these guys following around the camera, and I'm just standing. Okay, and they're like, wait here. So I'm sitting in the middle of the fucking rave, just sitting there. Security is walking the around. Crew. It's like 11, 11 o'clock in the morning, and I had driven down from Monaco. It's a four-hour drive, so I was up at you know 4 or 5 a.m. Right. And I'm waiting, and... I'm I'm texting him or calling him at the time, going I don't I don't they don't know I'm, what the fuck I'm doing why am I here? They come back out to like all right follow this drummer around. So I was following the drum tech. I'm sorry, not the drummer. I wasn't following Morgan, but uh, the drum tech is like follow me. So we're moving cabinets and shit, and they I'm supposed to pretend like I've never moved this shit before. Which yeah, I know how to move cabinets. I can do all the shit we need to do. So they got done with that. Mind, mind you, you're talking about this like it's fucking rocket science. It's literally <laughs> right. picking something up and moving it. You know, from doing it. Well, in the past, good point. I have good point. I have moved things. <laughs> you know, can't, why do you got to take this away from me? I'm able to pick something up and move it from point A to this point B. This is a touchy memory for me. Okay, down. god damn it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, long story short, the Too camera late. crew showed. I, just... I know the camera crew showed up. And uh, hey, I listened to you ramble for a while. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, camera crew showed up. They did a couple outtakes. They get done with that uh, and left me. So I'm sitting in the middle of the rave again. And security kicked me out. So security kicked me out. I'm like, I'm supposed to be there with them. I don't have a You have a pass? No. Security kicked me out. Mind, mind you, it's like 2 in the afternoon now. The right. show doesn't start till 5 or 6 or 7 or whatever. So I literally sat down at the... I didn't even go at, to the at, show. At any point... <laughs> I did not go to the show. I went to fucking Potawatomi. At any point, did you say, hey, could you guys maybe hand me a pass? Uh, yeah. They, they they were going to get passes like five different times. Oh. It, it just, nobody communicated with the rave, and it was just a, it was a mess. But I never Standard. went to the, never went to the damn show. I went to the Potawatomi Casino, and then drove back up to Manaqua and been bitter about it ever since. I guess. God damn it. Never got to see that. That's so, did you get to meet any of the band? No, but I had met them before. I, oh, okay. I've, 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 you were talking about that. I've seen Seven Dust literally like 75, 76 times so at this point. So, I get confused in the timeline. So, you worked at the station and then moved back up to Monaco I would come back and then came every, back to the station? I would come back every summer and work oh, okay. the summer for events and things like okay. that. Um, so, yeah, initially I worked with him. It's part of his work release program. Yeah, it's part of the yeah. work release. 
Then I moved up to Minocqua for three years, came back every summer and worked. And then in winter times, if there were shows and stuff to work, and then I moved back. So. Oh, right on. Yeah. What a depressing story, though. It, well, I didn't, it didn't end Aren't in a you, car accident, so I'm I got glad, that. I'm glad, though. At least it wasn't like a legit winner. Can you imagine putting That's, someone... I was the test run. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. Like a random person that doesn't know how to... Oh, no. They, they probably would have... They would have been fine, I'm sure. That's how it always goes. Yeah. I mean, that's always how it goes. Right. I'm just yeah, the, I mean, I, it, it never, ever, 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 ever fails. It's... Oz, you have to be the venue at this time. Right. Hurry up and wait. And it's not because the band's it, fault. Because it's, not, you're, it's just you're communication. Gonna, we're going to have you talk to X. Right. This time at X. All right. I get there. Um, I don't know where X is exactly. Um, you know what? X isn't going to be here for another hour. Uh, is it possible for you to come back? Is it? A, it it's, ne- it's never. It's never one. Do you find that the longer you've been in radio, the easier now it is for you to say no? It's not okay for me to come back. This is the time we are doing the no, interview. No, because I'm pretty easy about it. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I know going into it that, that, that you're I'm on gonna, rock star time. Yeah, I'm, I know going into it that I'm gonna I'm gonna be sitting around waiting. Um, the I did have one time where I just was like, I, I fucking had it. I, I'm not waiting anymore. Uh, fuck off, and that was with Zach Wild. I I all all I needed to do. We had this winner who won a, a, an autographed guitar. All I had to do was get him to sign the guitar. And now any other time, he's awesome. Yeah. Any other time, he's great. Like just what do you need, brother? Blah, 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 whatever. For some reason, something was bothering him that day, whatever. It was 3.30 in the morning. I was st- sitting outside his, his uh, bus at his hotel. They said, mm. you're going to have to follow us back to the hotel. So I had to follow him back to the hotel. Still hadn't. I finally banged on the bus door. I said, I don't give a fuck if that guitar is signed or not. Just give it to me now. So they brought the guitar out, unsigned, handed it to me, and then he walks off the bus and goes, oh, sorry, brother. Signs it and walks back. That's out. all it took. That's it. That's it. So that that particular moment, I lost my shit. Um, but other than that, most of the time, I know going into it, it, it's a waiting game, and I know that it's a lot of times it's not their fault. A lot of yeah. times, other things have happened, like the equipment has gone wrong, or uh, you know the venue was wrong about something, or you know whatever something else has happened where it puts them behind. Sure. And I know it because I've had to do it myself sometimes, where it's like, listen, uh, I, I, I know I scheduled this at this time, but right now this is going on. I need to push it back 20 minutes. I'm really sorry. Well, and do you think that, because you had a promotions company, do you think that having that experience helped you be more understanding? Oh, with- for sure, for sure. Yeah. Because I can tell you right now, uh, things happen on the other end of it that you would never even imagine happening. Like one of the things that killed me as a promoter are buy-on bands. Because what would happen is I would fucking go to somebody like Breach, mm-hmm. a local band who I think is really good. They they work their ass off, you know, and whatever, and say, I want you guys to be direct support for X, uh, whoever it is. <clears throat> oh, that's awesome. We'd love to do it. And then X shows up that day and says, oh, hey, by the way, we brought band D with us, who's a buy-on band. They paid to be our direct support. So they're now our direct support. Your band isn't anymore. It's like, wait a minute. They sold tickets. Yeah. Your band didn't. Right. And I mean, I had that fight a few times. Uh, but things happen. Plans change. You have to roll with them. And you got to know that going into it. Or you're going to be a very frustrated person. Sure. Even if you even if you know it, you're still going to be a very frustrated person. But it just depends on uh, how aware of it you are, I guess. Yeah. Because well, it, 
it can be it can be really frustrating day, or you can walk into it going, I know I'm going to be sitting around for three hours. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to be. So, and that's usually how I walk into things. Uh, I wanted to talk about trolling with you oh. as well. Because you are one of my favorite. I try people man. on the internet. I try. <laughs> it's it's got to be something that strikes my fancy, uh, and that's why that's why I had to close. I didn't close it, but that's why I opened a new Twitter account. Oz on JJO, Ozz on JJO. Uh, I opened a new Twitter account because my old Twitter account just got <laughs> mangled into this world of political bullshit. Where it's nothing but fights on there now. Yeah. And a lot of times I'm not even involved in the fights. Right. Other people are fighting and just including me in on it. And it's just this whirlwind of mostly Bernie Sanders people (laughs) fighting with each other about how good everybody can make the world, yet ignoring (laughs) what's actually happening. Right. So I had to open a, a new Twitter because of that. So it's a... I'm struggling with it right now, but... But you used to fight with Lawrence O'Donnell. Oh, I used to love to fight with Lawrence O'Donnell. I, and every once in a while, I'll still throw things at him. Him and Joe Walsh. I stopped, fo- I stopped following Joe Walsh just because he got way down into crazy world. Like, me, Joe Walsh, a former congressman, um, and we used to go back and forth quite a bit. But now he's gotten bogged down into the InfoWars world. Oh, no. Yeah, red so alert, like, mm, red alert. I had to get rid of him. I had to, had to get rid of him. But Lawrence O'Donnell, I just think is he's a guy who's on my side, but he is such an egotistical fucking dickhead. <laughs> I just can't take it. Like any, any world event, any world event, he relates back to himself somehow. It right. is absolutely amazing. Him and... Uh, I can't even remember the name of the show right now. Whatever fucking shit. Chris sh- Hayes is that the other one you don't like? No, no, no. I love I love Chris Hayes. Okay. Uh, no, he, he Lawrence O'Donnell was like a producer, or a writer on like some fucking TV show about oh the, West, the West Wing, the yep. West Wing. He brings it up all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's like everything relates. But we did an episode of this on the West Wing once, and uh, I got to tell you. I saw this coming a mile away. I'm a really smart person. Fuck you, Lawrence O'Donnell. I agree with almost everything he says politically. Right. But I want to beat the fuck up. (laughs) I do. It's it's a really unique position. Because normally if I agree with you politically, I don't mind you at all. Right. I want to beat the fuck out of this guy and just say, shut up, dude. Oh, my God. Speaking of like agreeing with politically, uh, are there people on Facebook or whatever else that you've quit following, that oh, yes. you've unfriended, oh, that whatever, yeah? And it, it, it's it's not a personal thing for me. You have every you have every right in the world to post anything that you want. You can share anything that you want and whatever. But when I start seeing crazy shit that I'm like, well, this isn't an opinion thing. This is just nuts. Yeah. I, I will send them a message and say, I'm unfollowing you. This is why. I'm not asking you to take it down. I'm not telling you to change your opinion. Right. Nothing. But I would. I don't want to see you see. Have you see that I disappeared and think that I don't like you because that's not the case. Most of the time, I delete people so that we can stay friends. Right. You know what I mean? Like uh, a, a person that everybody here knows, Tom Johnson from McFarland, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. He's a, he's a very right leaning person, and I I had to message him and I said, Tom, I love you to death. I have to delete you. In order for us to stay friends, I don't remember if I unfollowed or unfriended. From yeah, him. but I mean, I just it, it's everybody has their own personal yeah. beliefs, and that's fine. 
I don't want to see it in my face constantly. Well, and at least yeah. you give them the respect of letting them know why. And that's you're why in front I try to do it. And I, I've I'm had just some a people chicken get, shit. And I've just had some unfollow. people get mad at me for it. I've had some people get mad at me and say, "Just unfollow me, then you don't have to." Blah, blah, blah. Well, no, I'm just trying to be a polite person to you and say, "This is why I'm not following you." It has nothing to do with you personally. Well, it's Facebook just I don't want to see your garbage. Real. Facebook is not real fucking life. I don't know why we all can't get over that bullshit. It isn't. It, it's right. become reality. No way, dude. I'm sorry. I can like a picture from really? someone. So you that have I never, don't... you have never walked up and saw somebody in person. You're like, I don't like that person. Then you're like, wait, I don't even know that person. It's just been through Facebook. Like you've never developed an opinion about somebody. Oh, I absolutely have. There's people people I don't, there's people I, there's people on Facebook that if I see them on the street, I am getting the fuck out of there. Right. (laughs) There's a few. There's one in particular that I can think of right this very second, who I think was having a sort of a mini episode on Facebook last night, who like the authorities should probably be warned about this person. I mean, it's like some of these people scare the shit out of me. It's weird. All of it's weird. And I feel like, Okay, so before with our job and media and whatever, there was always that connection that people have when they listen to you every day. And I feel that way with certain people I listen to oh, every sure, day. Absolutely. I feel like I know Tom Hartman. I feel like I could go and kick it with with Luis and the rest of their puppies and we could hang out on the houseboat. I know that dude. Yeah, he absolutely. Could, he doesn't fucking know me. He doesn't know you from Adam. Right. I felt the same exact way the first time I met Lou Brutus. Right. I, the very first time I met him, I was like, Lou, da, 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 and I waited for him to go, Oz, how's it going, buddy? Right. He never fucking met me. Right. <laughs> no clue. But with Facebook now, so now they know more and more and more about y- your personal life and yada, yada, yada. So there's like this connection that is built, which is fine usually, but for some people, having that extra level of connection is dangerous. Is dangerous. Uh, that, that's... <laughs> That's why I don't have any family members on my Facebook. Yeah. It's not It's not even a media thing. I don't think I would have family members on my Facebook no matter what. Right. Unless it was only family members on my Facebook. Because there's too many fucking weird people out there. Yeah. Man. There's just too many weird people out there. And like I said, there's one in particular. I'm not going to say a name, but there's one in particular from last night that I've watched for like two years. Degrade. Like mentally on Facebook. Yeah, I've watched this person get more and more erratic, and it's getting to the point where it's like, this is a weird dude. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> so we're back to Facebook is real. I mean, it it is reality for it sort a lot of, is. of. I mean, the guy I'm talking about is JFK. Gosh, <laughs> I'm right here. Yeah, we've been watching him degrade for a long time. I mean, I guess it. But it's not. People put shit up on Facebook that isn't a real representation of their life. Oh, absolutely. Or, 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 no, worse yet, though, worse yet, they put up representations that are real. And they spread their fucking garbage everywhere. And it's, listen, I don't give a shit if you are the father of my baby. I'm going to blah, 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 blah. Right. Holy shit, man. The world doesn't care. Right. And I'm not saying that to be a dick, but... All you're doing is making yourself look like trash. Right. Keep that shit to yourself. Keep that shit personal. The dirty laundry. You never see me go on there, ever go on there and go, well, I got into a fight with my wife last night. Never in a million years. Right. It just would not happen. I don't understand what goes through some people's minds when they share things. Mm -hmm. Like, the flip side of that is the fake life. 
What? Who are you fooling and why? Right. What are you gaining from trying to trick people into thinking that you live on a beach constantly? Right. I just don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't either. I don't, but, but I don't, I guess part of that though is like we don't really care about the image we project like this is. Right. I mean, I. Oh, I, I, sh- I wouldn't I, say that. I absolutely care about the image I project. Yeah. I, but for me, it's, I, I feel like people get me wrong a lot and think I'm a total dickhead asshole. <laughs> right. I, I really do. I, I feel like they get me wrong because I. Wait, how are I they wrong? I don't think I am. I think I'm one of the most charitable people I know. You're very nice. Uh. But I'm I'm abrupt, so people take that as an asshole, mm-hmm. right? I don't I don't consider that being an asshole. I consider that being direct in well New York, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I that's just where, yeah. you know, that's what it is. I mean, Randy's the same way. Yeah. yeah, Randy's very New York about it too. It's not anything that I can do any. And like, I'll take you back to my house, and I'll take you home. I'm one of the nicest people in my town. Right. Like, I'm the nicest guy there. Yeah. <laughs> people are like, you but get you're walked right, all that over. That probably is like a New York Midwestern versus Midwestern I, thing. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying is, like, when I, when I got to Madison, I found these people, and I'm like, God, these are so different than what I'm used to. They're so welcoming. They're so caring. They're so just authentic. Whereas where I came from, everybody's like me. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. It's a very, very uh, negative space. No, I, I just kind of gave up doing personal things on Facebook altogether because it just it it annoys me so much to see. I don't want to. I, I guess I don't want to become that person that is airing out too much on there. So I just backed off and go. Hey, here's a fucking meme of a dog shitting yeah. on somebody's couch or whatever. You like? It just got to the point where it's why bother with things and there's so much fake. Shit, we talked about making stupid people famous before. You mm-hmm. know, one of the earlier podcasts. Mm-hmm. It's it's not worth worth. I, I don't want to do it to me. I don't want to research <laughs> all the videos that I'm sharing from somebody if it's politics or if it's an opinion of any sort. So I'm just gonna put some dumb memes up and call it the day. Yeah, you know, it's just where I'm at with it. But it then is, again, that's not a necessarily a good representation of me either. Like, for sure. It, it, so then you you waffle back. It and would forth be with interesting that. if you had a Twitter that was just like JFK's brain, and you just oh would god, update. I, it'd be half finished. <laughs> Fuck this. Completely neurotic. Fucking, yeah, neurotic yeah. tweets. <laughs> all, all all that Twitter feed would be was would be. I wonder if they're mad at me. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if they're mad at me. I just was. Gonna I wonder say if it. they're mad at me. I wonder if they're mad at me. That's all it would be. It would just be one pin tweet. That's just tweet. <laughs> just pin up there. Why do you guys say that? Are you mad at me? <laughs> yes, I Same. am. I'm pissed off about you not using Twitter better. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so do you prefer, do you have Instagram or any of that? I just you... I just started using, uh, like, I just really committed myself to trying to uh, do more with social media. Yeah. Um, because I, I feel like it, it is a good good forum but i just i wasn't that good at it so that's why i didn't use it as much but now i've started using instagram more uh i just started using it probably two weeks ago yeah something like that um i just started the other uh twitter account oz oz on jjo ozz on jjo ozz on jjo um and i i feel pretty good about that because you know i'm up over 150 and then I was talking to Gavin Rosdale the other day, and he goes, I started my Twitter account like three months ago, and I'm at uh, a million followers. And I'm just like, wow, good. You should have been like, will you retweet me, please? Or dick. friend Friday me? 
I mean, he is your. And doesn't he follow you on Twitter? Well. He does follow. He, I think he unfollowed me. Actually. Oh shit! After you mentioned it, <laughs> Great. I think he unfollowed me. He's like, Great. oh fuck. I, I think I'm pretty sure he did unfollow me. Actually, hold on, I'll check right that now. That dude's so sexy. My gay girlfriend loves him. Gavin? Like, uh, yeah. Isn't he into dudes? Is he bi? I thought he was with a trans. Is he bi? That is awesome. He was he was in a relationship with a dude for five years. Ah, there you go. Boy George, boy George wrote about it in his book. Do you think Gwen Stefani ever? I'll guarantee it. Like strapped one on. No, well, come on. I don't know. I I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. You should have asked him that. I, you know, if he would have brought up the personal (laughs) stuff a little sooner, maybe I would have. You ever get pegged by Gwen Stefani? I wonder. That's crazy. I knew a guy that... Um, he unfollowed me. <laughs> you lost Gavin. Yeah, after no. you mentioned it. I knew a guy that was married and his wife was a former lesbian until they hooked up. And he was bi and she would strap it on and give it to him on the regs. I think I know who this is. I don't want to say who. Okay. MC. I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't think so. Initials, MC. No. I'm leaving it at that. All right, anyway. <laughs> moving along. Oops. <laughs> Spilling Good thing shit. this is Got all excited. Is that the ejector seat button? What do you do there? Now I want to know. No. Do we, maybe we know two freaks, I guess, eh? Why is, well, it, one, why is it a freak? Well, because that's some freaky shit, dude. That is an amazing chemistry to find. Some fucking ex-lesbian to peg you in your man butthole. I will say the best tits I've ever seen were on a lesbian at uh, Summerfest one time. Oh, I thought you were talking about D. She got a new bra. <laughs> yeah, she does have <laughs> a new bra. Look like two footballs in the front of her shirt right now. Oh, She's shut pregnant up. twice. <laughs> shut the fuck up. It's not a new bra. It's one I rarely wear. It's a pretty wear. sweet 3D shirt you oh got on Oh, my God. I there. hate you all. And what kind of bra is it, though? Is it, a, is it like a Victoria's Secret push-out, push-up? No. Victoria's Secret doesn't carry fat people's sizes. What's wrong with you? Oh, I don't know. My wife's a size zero. Yeah, I know. So that's <laughs> rub it in, rub it in. I don't yes. have to. She takes it, she puts it right on the face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Oz, thank you for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. This was a lot more fun than I expected it to be. Oh, that's great. Because I, I got to talk about myself for once. I see. I'm always nice. doing the interviewing. I'm never get interviewed. Yeah. yeah you. So we'll bring you back. We'll interview you more. You have a lot of a lot of fucking knowledge to offer people, or something. I'm bored. Yeah. I, have, I have I have really bad stories to offer. That's all I got. Perfect. All right, and JFK. Uh, nice boobs. On the next episode, that time I almost killed Eve Six. <laughs> <laughs> we were so close.